Welcome to Caffeine, Crime and Canines, a podcast brought to you by two girls who love their dogs, love coffee, but most importantly, love true crime. Hello. Hi there. How are you going? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. How has your weekend been? It sounds so busy, Lockie. Oh, it's been so busy. What I feel like this like, weekend was like the last thing though. Like we had to go to Warrnambool for um, Monkey's Paws 80th and that I think is like kind of the last weekend where we've got something on for a while. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. What about you? What have you been up to? What have I been doing? I went shopping yesterday. I went to Chadston. Even though I swore I'd never go on a weekend, I did go yesterday. Um, it was Yeah. And honestly, it wasn't too bad, I think, because I got there early. Um, and the Starbucks coffee got me through, but yeah, no, it was good. It was, um, honestly, I didn't get too much stuff, but I just needed to get presents and stuff like that. So I'm happy yeah. I just smashed that out. Yeah. Um, and what else have I done? I feel like I've just been, yeah, like running around. I've done like a massive wardrobe clean out because honestly, the pole in my wardrobe was about to collapse. <laughs> and every time I put something in there, I was worried. I was like, please don't fall. Please don't fall. But anyway, I, I'm not even culling a lot of stuff. I'm just so like bad at throwing shit out. But my dad, like I've got like a room at my dad's cause he's just like built a new house and there's a spare room there and there's a lot of cupboard space there. So whatever <laughs> I'm not wearing right now, I'm going to take there. So, um, yeah, yep. <laughs> pretty lucky in that sense. <laughs> That's Which very I, lucky. I originally was like, I'm not going to do it, but on a, like, I feel like the stuff, it's just, I'm not ready to let go of it. I feel like it's stuff I'll still wear or I'll be like, why the heck did I throw like a blazer out for instance? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Crazy. Yeah. Pretty productive though. So I'm happy. <laughs> I can't wait to do a little jobs next week. I'm already... I'm already planning my weekend. <laughs> Making a list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I've got something massive that we have not spoken about that we need to talk about because I have had a listener contact us and be like, what do you guys think about this? Lockie, mm. we have not spoken about Shadow of Doubt. Did you finish we listening? for a while. I finished, yep, finished it. I finished it as well. Uh, what are your thoughts? I think the mum – is completely innocent. Okay, yep. I think the dad has definitely made some mistakes and I think that he is guilty on some things, but I don't think it was to the extent that the daughter said. But I do think that he was inappropriate with his daughters, unfortunately. You know, can I just say in my mind, this is exactly what I think. How this is exactly what I think. I'm the same. I think that the mum was is innocent, but the dad, I think that he might have been a little bit like phony or like like he said inappropriate, but definitely not to the extent that the daughters claimed. Yes, definitely. And I, but I do believe that the daughter genuinely believes those things happened to her. Yes, I same. Think, you know, like they talked in it about you know how counselors can kind of bring into. I guess, reality, like things that haven't happened. And I think that obviously I think if the dad did do stuff to them, you know, they're obviously going to be troubled, you know, for their life. And I think that maybe it's just 
brought these things to a surface and then, yeah, I don't know, like it's it's a weird one. It is weird and I, and especially because I had like that other lady in there that had memories, remember that, of like I think was it her family doing stuff to her when she was younger and then it came to light that it was literally like the way that she had been counselled and she was having like false memories and things like that. I thought that was so interesting. Like obviously it can happen and she understands that that's what happened to her. But the one thing that I couldn't shake was how the grandmother said that she saw things happening between the dad and his daughters once before. Yeah, but but the only thing that gets me with that is, and I know people who haven't listened are like, what are you girls talking about? <laughs> um, because they're probably like, what the heck? But people who have listened are going to know. Um, something that, yeah, I did find interesting is though, is because remember she said that it happened with, I don't know, with three of the daughters or one of the daughters was present that swears that didn't happen. Like that's yeah. what I'm like, well, it's sort of like the grandmother's word against like the eldest or one of the daughters that swears this did not happen and if that did happen like she would do you know what I mean she would would have been on her sister's side and that's something there that just makes me not yeah, doubt it but that. yeah yeah question it exactly exactly right yeah, okay yeah very interesting but I think it's something we should cover in the future because uh, it is such an interesting case and definitely grabbed me like and you but said the it thing would. is, like, it's still anonymous. Like, we don't actually yes. know the real names of these people. Nothing. Like, yeah. Hey, shout wild. out to one of our listeners, though, because remember the other week I was like, I'm dying to know who they are that sent us, which I'm, I'm not going to put it on our Insta because, I mean, you can dig for it, I guess, if mm. you are curious. But we did have a listener reach out with an article of something else that yep. has sort of put together that this could be them, which I did show you. So thank yeah. you for that because it just puts a face to this story for me. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. very I'm very visual. Like I love to know. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Just put a face to the story. Yeah. And uh, sorry, just while we're on it, like I, I think another thing that for me that works against the dad was that when all this happened, he went overseas. Yeah. Like that's weird. You know, but was yeah. Like, if your daughter is having serious mental health issues, you know, I don't think like why flee. I just I don't get that. Yeah, but you know what? But I guess if it's against him and she is accusing him of stuff that he didn't do, there's no way that no matter what he says can't help her. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, but then so I think in compare the the dad's behavior to the mum's behavior. Yeah. No. Yeah. She was there so and true. still supporting her and still acting like her mother, even though she was saying all these horrible things about her. The dad just completely fucked off. And that was that. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, and not but not only that, right? But let's just say we are right to a certain level. Maybe he was like a bit dodgy to them and he knows that. So that sort of goes with that behaviour of fleeing, like shit, like she's saying I might have been a bit dodgy, but it wasn't to this extent. And she's saying all this stuff like, how am I going to sort of defend myself? Like he's probably just freaked out. And he was dodgy with all those other students anyway, which has come to light. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I find it very – yeah, honestly, it's grabbed me. Like I would love 
to see, like, do you know what I mean, more evidence and just hear more about this story and if there is going to be further developments regarding, like, the mum's innocence because I do think she's innocent. Yeah, it's just so hard. Like, how do you discount someone's claim of being assaulted? You know what I mean? Like, it's you can't just say, oh, no, you're lying. You yeah, know, I know. Like, yeah, I know. Uh, and the, the thing that gets me though is, wasn't that like that hand? What, like one of the things obviously was that they found her diary and her diary was written at that time and claims like certain things happened to her at that time. But then remember that handwriting person's like, I'm pretty sure this whole diary was written at the same time. Like that's like, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because she could be doing it for two reasons. She could be doing it, one, because she's lying and she's trying to create evidence, or two, she might be innocently just trying to write down everything that she remembers happened. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. So, yeah, it's – it's oh, anyway, it's such an interesting case. Yeah, a bit of a weird one. Yeah. Um, I feel like something else. The Britney really... stuff this week. Uh, what I haven't really, I'm not too up to date with Brittany this week. I mean, she's done a lot of posts this week about, I mean, I guess how the, the boys came out and said she was on meth. Yeah. Which would maybe explain her erratic behavior, but she's come out and said that she's not. And she's really disappointed that her sons would say that about her. I just. And even her fam, <laughs> the article regarding her family, um, saying that, you know, that the way she's spiraling is going to lead to her death. I was like, oh, gosh, like, I don't That's know. That's horrible as if you'd say that about someone. It was it was something like that. I think I, I – to tell you the truth, I didn't read the article. I did send it to you, but it said that something about her having, like, like dying, do you know what I mean, like early or there's something. Anyway, I haven't looked into it too much. I thought you may have, so I was hoping to get that um, low down from you. But, yeah, hopefully yeah, next no. week. <laughs> I'll, I'll get back into it. But um, do you know, it's funny. Someone actually asked me within the last week if you could see any band or singer, dead or alive, who would it be? And I was like, Britney, 100% Britney. Oh. And they're like, what about Michael Jackson or like, you know, someone <laughs> like that? And I was like, nah, Britney for sure. <laughs> At her prime. I oh, See, I've seen this. I can't even say that. I'd definitely mm. go MJ for me. Yeah, yeah. Ah, crazy. And there was something else. There was one more other thing. Oh, yes, that's what it was. So we haven't done – we haven't covered this case on the podcast and it's definitely on my list to cover and I may do it now because it's, um, you know, fresh in the news. But uh, Kathleen Folby was released from prison. Like they did all this evidence, um, you know, in her favour. And finally, like I've always been like a big believer that she didn't do anything wrong. Um. For those that don't know, Kathleen Folbig was jailed for killing four of her children that died before the age of two. And um, it's come out now that they all had this genetic thing, obviously, that she was passing to her children that gave them like a heart, I don't, a heart malfunction. I don't know how to explain it. Um, but yeah, she's been released. Do you know what is freaking crazy? We had someone request this. I think it was actually Ruby, one of our listeners, um, is like requested it. And obviously because it's been in the news, I'm like, yes, because I had seen it. And I was like, I really want to look into it because I'm not very familiar with this case. And then Ringo also reached out this week. He's like, <laughs> have you seen that Kathleen's been uh, released? So I was like, we have to cover it. But Lockie, I do need to tell you something that I have mm-hmm. noticed in the last 10 episodes. We have covered so many children. Like we've been doing- I know, I know, I know. And, and they're so, the hardest. I'm finding the I hardest know. to cover. 
Yes. Like because of Elsie, I just, I hate it. But for some reason we're just gravitating towards it at the moment. So I think we should take a break because it's just, it's been, <laughs> it's been a lot. I was, that's exactly, I'm like, I really want to cover Kathleen's case, but I think we need to take a, just at least a five episode break. Yeah. On Definitely. covering children. So maybe, Definitely. yeah, we'll, maybe we'll touch base back with Kathleen in another month. Yeah. Because it's this, been tough. Oh my God. I mean, we're doing another one today, but um, it's just, yeah, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess in saying that, do you want to get into this week's case? Let's. This is honestly you're right up your not actually say up your alley, but like I know you are so into this like yes. genre. Mm-hmm. Is it genre? I don't even know if it's a genre. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So let's, let's go, Lockie. Now to a case that has intrigued and puzzled many people. Lacey Spears, a Rockland County mother sentenced to 20 years to life in prison for poisoning her son to death with salt. Spears spoke exclusively with 48 Hours Troy Roberts. How do you get through the day? One moment at a time. I ask God to just carry me through each moment, each hour, each day. What is your favorite memory of him? I miss that he would wake me up during the middle of the night just to talk to me, just to tell me that he loved me. And people believe you had a hand in it, that he's not here because of you. I took him to the hospital for help. If I had wanted to harm him, why would I take him to a hospital seeking help? I didn't hurt him. I didn't kill my son. I didn't murder him. I didn't poison him. I didn't harm him in any way. I wanted to know what was going on with him because he was in pain and he was suffering and he was hurting and nobody could explain to me what was going on. And you can watch Troy Roberts' interview with Lacey Spears on 48 Hours tomorrow night right here at 10 o'clock on CBS2. All right, so today we are talking about the case um, of Garnet Spears and the case against Lacey Spears. And like Karina just mentioned, this is kind of right up my alley. This case deals with a condition called Munchausen by proxy. And I'm just so fascinated by this. And it's definitely a a condition that's um, kind of like categorized differently all around the world. Like, for example, I think a lot of countries treat it as a mental illness, but Australia causes it, like categorizes it as child abuse. It's not a mental illness at all. But Munchausen by proxy is a psychological disorder whereby a caregiver, usually a parent, is seeking attention um, for someone in their care. And it's usually uh, like medical attention. So they cause sickness in their child or they make up symptoms in their child to get the attention. Um, and we, I guess, I mean, the most well-known case of Munchausen by proxy is that Gypsy Rose Blanchard um, yeah. whose mum shaved her head, pretended she had cancer, all this stuff. Um, so I think there's kind of like two spectrums. There's either the caregiver that just fakes the symptoms altogether or there's the ones that physically make them sick 
to get the attention. And that is kind of what we talk about in this case today. Um, mm. But, yeah, I'm so fascinated by it. I just think it's so odd. Yeah, you have been since I've met you. This is like you always tell me stories like this. It's just, yeah. It is. Yeah, there's actually a book. There's a book that I read like as a teenager, and I think that's what sparked my interest. And it's called Sickened. And I can't remember the author. The author is the child that it happened to. She's grown now, but she talks about everything that happened to her as a child, about how her mum would feed her like raw food to make her sick and things like that. Um, And her kind of case became so serious it resulted in her having open heart surgery when there was nothing wrong with her um the case is the book sorry is crazy um we'll definitely link it on our insta this week but it's called sickened and it's a really good read and um yeah i think that's what sparked my interest with this munchausen by proxy thing but um yeah like i said some people categorize it as a mental health condition others it's just full straight child abuse obviously you know whatever you think it is. But, um, yeah, so today's case is a case on this. It's Garnet Spears was the child that was killed by his mother, Lacey Spears. Lacey was born and raised in Alabama and there is not much information on her upbringing because obviously you think, like, something has to have happened to her to do this kind of thing. Um, but since this case has happened, a few of her friends have come out and talked about experiences they've had with her that may attribute to why she did this. Like as a young adult, she was like pretty into looking after other people's kids. Like she wanted to help her friends out, always babysit when they needed to. Um, But one particular friend said she was a single mum and help from Lacey was like really well received. Like she needed a babysitter occasionally and Lacey was always more than happy to do that. But a few years into the friendship, Lacey became really clingy with her children and always wanted to be with her children, which she thought was really odd. So she kind of just like stepped back from that friendship. And another friend also talks about how um, she used to watch her kids all the time And specifically, she had a son, Cameron, that um, Lacey used to watch for her all the time. And one Sunday at church, um, one of the older churchgoers came up to this woman and her child, Cameron, and said, oh, you've got Lacey's son, Cameron. And this lady was like, no, this is my son. And Lacey watches him sometimes. So, like, who knows what she was going around saying, like. Well, you know, I saw, I had read, I either read or heard it that something similar with another kid but she was posting like this other child that she was looking after his photos on like um was it myspace let's just say back then mm. and saying that it was like her child and yeah. the mum saw her and he's like what the heck like wh- why are you saying that mm. do you know what I mean my son's your son like just weird stuff like that's weird that's very weird So at the age of 20, Lacey met Garnet's father. His name was Chris Hill and they became pregnant. On December the 3rd, 2008, Lacey gave birth to Garnet Paul Thompson Spears. Lacey, however, told people that Garnet's father was a police officer who died in a car crash while she was pregnant. And this poor guy, Chris Hill, had no idea she was pregnant, no idea she'd had a son, no idea he had a child, nothing. That's Um, nuts. It's not. So she's lying from the get-go, right? So um, Garnet was in and out of hospital in the first nine weeks of his life. He was constantly projectile vomiting and according to Lacey, he wouldn't take a bottle and he couldn't, you know, he couldn't get any nutrients into him. 
Um, he was admitted to hospital for dehydration because he literally wasn't eating um, and he was transferred to a children's hospital in Alabama and a blood test showed that Garnet's sodium level was about 160 and the normal range for an infant of his age was about 140. Um, so this, I guess, just shows there is odd things happening literally from the first weeks of his life um, and it's like, you know, his projectile vomiting. Like I wonder if he, like I just think I put my mum hat on, like wonder if he just had like really bad reflux and colic and she didn't know what to do and it just kind of spiralled out of control. I was actually going to ask you that. I was going to say, do you think that he was sick in the first few weeks and then she saw the attention she was getting and she's like, hmm, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I, I think there's a possibility that maybe he, yeah, he did have reflux and he was a big spewer and, yeah. you know, it seemed like he wasn't, like he was spewing up full bottles and that's how it started. Um, but the sodium level within his first nine weeks is definitely odd and doctors did multiple tests at that time and couldn't figure out why his sodium level was higher than what it should be. But it wasn't like overly high. So I think it was kind of just, I guess, put to bed and that was that. Yeah. So Lacey was really active on social media and she would constantly update the world on Garnet and his health struggles. In the first year of his life, Garnet was hospitalized 23 times. Um, and by the time he was nine months old, doctors were so concerned that he was not receiving essential nutrients, they surgically placed a feeding tube directly into his stomach. Nine months oh, old. Like, that's, that's so sad. Isn't it? But, you know, like from the doctor's point of view, he's not eating, he's not taking anything in. Like this is the way to get, you know, those nutrients into him. Yeah. Um, after the feeding tube was, was placed, he did start to, you know, get better. Um, and multiple doctors suggested to Lacey that the feeding tube could be removed. You know, there was nothing wrong with the way his body was absorbing the nutrients. Um, but Lacey was really resistant to the feeding tube being removed. And a doctor, like multiple doctors suggest this, but one kind of incident that a doctor was pretty um, adamant on removing the feeding tube. So she took Garnet to a new doctor, a new hospital, you know, where the medical staff were not really familiar with his history and where it could kind of start again. Yeah, see, that is such a red flag. Mm -hmm. I, you know, what I, was, I wanted to ask you, I think that he had, I don't know when though, when, this was but didn't he have an operation to stop him from vomiting as well yeah there was something doctors thought that there was something I, can't, I don't know what it was medically some stomach issue as to why he wasn't um absorbing food and he was constantly throwing up and yeah i think that i think you're right there was a there was a surgery done at some that, point so that's two surgeries now you know what i mean and he's just a like a tiny little baby, baby. yeah yeah so Garnet's symptoms always lessened when he was being cared for by medical staff, but these symptoms always flared up when he would return home. Um, by this time, Lacey had had a small following on social media, social media, sorry, that was supporting her kind of journey as a single mother with a child that had, you know, pretty bad health issues. Mm. Um, she moved from Alabama to Florida to live with her grandmother, but Garnet's health issues were still not improving. And she updated her followers on social media that kind of the main issues that she was having with Garnet was that he 
wouldn't eat and he would projectile vomit. Um, many of Lacey's friends and family actually commented on like social media saying that when he was in their care, he would eat completely fine. Um, and they never saw any of these issues happening. Um, and a few of these friends and family also stated after the fact that they never saw Lacey prepare food for her son. Like she always fed him through the feeding tube. Wow. You know, crazy. Um, So from Florida, Lacey and Garnet then moved to a fellowship community in Chestnut Ridge in New York, which I think is a bit like a commune. And from what I could find, it was like a lot of elderly residents that lived on this commune and you could live there for free um, if you helped care for the elderly people living there. So they lived in this commune. Lacey provided care to the elderly and, you know, um, they could live there for free. I didn't even know things like this existed. I know, I know. It's weird. Yeah. And they thrived there. Like Lacey and Garnet thrived there. She updated her followers saying that the move, um, you know, hoped that, you know, the organic lifestyle would help Garnet in his health issues. Um, And they both seemed really happy living in this environment. So in March of 2013, when Garnet was four years old, uh, his pediatrician at the time noted that Garnet was playful and he was happy while he was in his office, even though his mum was reporting that he had high fevers and seizures. Um, This particular pediatrician stated that it was his priority at that time to remove the feeding tube. Like he's four years old. He's had it most of his life. Um, He was adamant, you know, I've got to remove this feeding tube and he again said Lacey was always really resistant to this um, and she was also resistant to any kind of necessary nutritional testing, probably because she knew, you know, what it would find. Um, yeah. But another doctor at this same hospital suggested to Lacey that Garnet have a biopsy to rule out celiac disease, but Lacey was happy for this to happen. And, you know, a biopsy is a painful procedure, um, so it's weird that, she was happy for Garnet to have this biopsy, but not to have the kind of just general nutritional testing done. You know, like they were questioning why she was happy for him to be put in pain, you know, but over yeah. a simple test that could rule things out. And um, why wasn't she open to like, wouldn't you be like as a mother wanting him obviously to get better and get rid of the feeding tube? Like, that would be so. for a four-year-old, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's reported that she didn't want this nutritional evaluation done because it would lead to the feeding tube be removed. So she knew that if they did that, they would find there was nothing wrong with him and the feeding tube would be removed. So by this time, Lacey was claiming to her social media followers that Garnet suffered from Crohn's disease, celiac disease, high fevers, he had seizures, and he had many other conditions. Can I just say something? Sorry, quickly. Like, mm-hmm. as a doctor, let's just say you were a little bit sus because all this sort of stuff does sound sus, especially if she is not wanting to do the, like, the nutrients testing and get rid of the feeding tube and anything like that. But do you think it's up to the doctor to maybe look on social media to see what she's claiming? Because, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you were her doctor and then you saw that she's claiming all this sort of stuff on social media, that would be a major red flag. Would it not? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've even I've been told, you know, 
from doctors that my mum gut is always right. Mm. Like, so I don't know if they just take her word for it. I feel like even since I've become a mum, I am super aware of this Munchausen by proxy and I don't want any doctors to think that I'm making anything up. Like, yeah. it's weird. It's really weird. But they've always told me, you know, if you feel like something's wrong, like, you know, you're probably right, et cetera, et cetera. But I feel like that would be to an extent because obviously, like you like you said, like they're suggesting stuff to make him better and she's not on board with it. Like I just find that so weird that they wouldn't yeah. investigate just a little bit further, especially now that we do know the story and now that so many doctors that had seen Garnet came forward and said, we had a suspicion, like, oh, mm. I just feel like why, you know what I mean? Like, especially in this day and age, it is easy to sort of quickly do like a Google search and obviously she's a bit of a blogger herself, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, ah, oh, I don't know, it just it kills me, this kills me. Mm. So Garnet was repeatedly admitted to hospital where he was found to have high sodium levels and Lacey continued to act as the devastated mother who couldn't find what was wrong with her child. In January of 2014, Lacey again presented with her son to the Children's Hospital in Westchester, claiming that he had had multiple seizures. And because he'd had multiple seizures, obviously it was taken really seriously and he was flown to Nyack Hospital, which I assume is a bigger hospital, um, and he was admitted to that hospital. After days of observation, Garnet did not have one seizure in the hospital. So the doctors decided to start the process of discharging him because they couldn't find anything wrong with him. He hadn't had a seizure. You know, I think there is an extent it is normal for children to have a seizure, like one here and there. I think, you know, it's not cause for an alarm. So I think they were, you know, we haven't seen him have a seizure. He seems fine. Let's discharge him. Hey, and do you know what else? I'm pretty sure that she and she agreed to this to monitor her, him. They were taping, like they had some sort of like um surveillance, like in his room, mm-hmm. just in case he had yep. a seizure when they weren't there. So then they could obviously like assess the seizure, and then you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. go further with testing and all that sort of stuff. So they were monitoring him closely, like they did take her very seriously when she said that he had been having seizures. Yeah. So after the doctors kind of announced that they were going to start discharging Garnet, he suddenly became really lethargic and he was dry heaving. Um, So they did some further tests on him and found that his sodium level was high, but it was still in the normal range. So they were still happy to kind of let him go. Mm. Suddenly Garnet had another seizure. Um, and another blood test confirmed his sodium levels had jumped from 138 to 182. And the doctors pulled Lacey aside and said, this increase in his sodium level is not medically possible. There is nothing, you know, like that would cause this huge jump, like something off here someone is administering this dose to him like they then knew something was not right so the video surveillance that you mentioned was kind of Lacey's undoing but this surveillance footage showed that Lacey would take Garnet to the bathroom multiple times and it's believed that this is where she was administering the high doses of sodium and she was just using plain old table salt 
can I tell you, I can't believe how dangerous table salt is. Like, oh. I don't think I understood how dangerous it was. Mm-hmm. And I watched yeah. this like 2020, I think it was 2020, um, like episode on this particular case. And I can't even remember the exact amount, but like you said, it was like, I don't, do you, I don't know if you even know. It was like, let's just say like 80 packets of salt that you put in there. Like, who knew that salt could be this dangerous? Yeah, I know. It's crazy, hey? Yeah. I've had high sodium levels before. Like have I you? had a blood test. Yeah, I had a blood test and got called to come, like, you know, make the next appointment type of situation. Um, and they said it was high. And I honestly just think it was like food related. <laughs> like I just <laughs> ate a lot of salty food and that's why it was so high at the time. Wow. See, no. I'm, the only reason I know a little bit about sodium is because of Vic and his Addison's disease. So we mm-hmm. check his sodium levels because of that. And, like, if they are high, they, like, will check. Do you know what I mean? Like, for instance, I was putting, like, chicken broth with his food. Because remember I told you he does not eat biscuits. They need to be, like, boiling water. They need to be, like, something on this. I was putting, like, chicken broth, but I didn't know how salty the chicken yeah. broth was and they told me off and I was like, shit, like, you know what I mean? Something that I wouldn't even <laughs> think of. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, hey? Yeah. But, um, yeah, she was taking him to the bathroom and, like, giving him, like, the sodium through his feeding tube, which would then cause him to have a seizure, which then they would see that he was having seizures. Um, and, yeah, it's crazy. So um, Lacey was also, like, while Garnet was in the hospital at this time, she was regularly updating her followers on his condition and she was asking her followers to not give up and pray for Garnet and all this other crazy shit. And she's shit. taking photos of him. So she, he's, like, so sick and she's taking photos while yeah. he's this sick. Like, just mm-hmm. abnormal behaviour from a worried mother, you know? Yeah, exactly. So via the use of, like, an IV drip, they managed to bring Garnet's sodium level down to a normal level, but those high sodium levels that he'd previously experienced in those few days before had caused his brain to swell, which had caused brain damage, and he was placed on life support at that time. Um, two days after Garnet's brain had swelled from the effects of this high sodium, he was taken off life support and he was declared dead on the 23rd of January 2014. It is heartbreaking, honestly, like. Yeah. So from the room where Garnet laid dead in his hospital bed, Lacey had called a neighbour that lived in this commune and had asked her to dispose of the feeding bag that she had in her room. And this woman did do this, but she later went and retrieved the bag from the rubbish and gave it to authorities to test and they again found high sodium levels. Yeah, because she had like a weird feeling. I think she hid it in her cupboard for a little bit and then she took it. But can I tell you, that's pretty smart of her to even think like, like I, I mean, it's sus that she told her to throw it out in the first place, but yeah. for her to actually, like she did the right thing, you know what I mean? Like she took it out and then she held on to it till she's like, hang on, like there is something off about this, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it didn't take authorities and doctors long to realise that Lacey was the reason that Garnet had passed away, that she was poisoning him in with table salt, causing these high sodium levels. Um, And the case went to trial. Lacey's defence argued that, you know, she protested her innocence the whole trial and her defence was that the hospital accidentally, like, put sodium in his tube and that's what caused 
all of this to happen. But anyway. How the fuck <laughs> would the hospital accidentally do that? When exactly. And not only that, the, don't forget of that freaking surveillance. I didn't see any little nurse coming in there with salt. Do you know what I mean? Like spiking yeah. his stuff. It was literally her and she was carrying the feeding tube to the mm. bathroom. Yeah. With him. Like. Yeah. And the saddest thing of all, Lockie, is that's his mum. Like she's meant to protect him. This is why I, I struggled doing this case. I was like, it just kills me. Like he wouldn't have known that she was doing that to him, I don't think. No, I don't think because so, he's too little to have like an Yeah, he's too little to understand. Yeah. Yeah. So after the trial ended, Lacey was found guilty of killing her son and she was sentenced to 20 years to life. Um, one detail that I find really satisfying is that she's done a lot of interviews since her conviction. She still protests her innocence, but she talks about life in jail and she says that her fellow inmates um, pour salt all over her food before it's served to her. <laughs> I saw that Isn't too. That savage. <laughs> it really is. But yeah, like suffer. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, that's the case of Garnet Spears and the case against Lacey Spears. And in some of the interviews she actually says like I do not have Munchausen by proxy. Yeah. Like she actually mm-hmm. says those words. Yeah. Yeah. Like the nerve of her. Yeah. It's just horrible. You it know, is. like it really is. Twenty years to life. I hope that she doesn't get out. I mean, who knows? But um, yeah, it's super sad. But even when she gets out, she'll be in her forties. Like, I'm sorry, that's still very young. She could still have another kid, really. Oh, and that is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. What but a yeah. horrible case. We'll, we we would horrible. definitely be taking a break off kids. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so if you have a case you want us to cover, no kids for the next few bits of um, episodes, um, send us a message on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at Caffeine Crime Canines. And if you have a few minutes to rate and review us, we would really appreciate that. Yes, because, you know, it's been a year of us doing this podcast. We still don't make any money from it. I think it's two years. Stop. I swear, I'm pretty sure it's two years, which is nuts. Time we don't make any fun. Yeah, exactly. We don't make any money from the podcast. Not that that's why we do it. Um, but you know, two years into it, we've done 111 episodes. We still don't. Um, you know, we still don't have ads in our podcast. You know, for our listeners' benefit. So, I feel like you know, you guys could do is leave us a five star review. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And and until next week. Until next week. Bye. Bye.